Welcome into episode 23 of Hometown Threads on 14 WILI 95.3 FM and Willimantic Today Facebook. Keith C. Rice back here after a week off, a little vacation. Uh, how about them Celtics, huh? With them Celtics. Good to see. <laughs> we'll get to our special guest in just a sec. Uh, Hometown Threads comes your way every week, unless I'm on vacation. Uh, then you'll get a rerun show like we did last week. Hope you enjoyed the Rick Nassif show, by the way. Uh, of course, Hometown Threads brought to you by Liberty Bank. Our friends over at Liberty Bank, be community kind with three local locations. Uh, West Main Street, uh, I think I know the manager over there. My wife, Marianne Gargoni, over in the uh, Ocean State job lot parking lot. Uh, Gateway Commons, West Main Street. Of course, across the street from the radio station at 679 Main Street. Angela Smart and her crew at Liberty Bank. And then the Liberty Bank on Route 195 in Mansfield. Hello to Carrie Small, the manager up there. So thanks to Liberty Bank, be community kind. J. Matt Rupar. Thank you very much. Say hello. Hello. That's our producer. And hello to uh, the staff and the, the admin team over at Willamantic Today Facebook, Hometown Threads. Uh, just in case you're new to the show, is about uh, well, we talk to our community members and, uh, and, and the people that make our community go. It could be a business owner. It could be just a well-known name. Someone who's got a story to share. And, and today for episode 23, it's a pleasure to bring in longtime friend. Haven't seen him since I did a uh, live broadcast over at the Batters Box. Uh, Ken Buchanan. Good to see you, Keith. Kenny B. Thanks for stopping. Can I call you Kenny B? <laughs> Absolutely. My softball buddies call me that, actually. Oh, good, good, good. KB, also a big New York Mets fan, That's but right. a Celtic fan, too. Yep. I'm a Red Sox fan, so we, we kind of uh, differ on the whole uh, Red Sox are my second team. Really? Oh, sure. Oh, Mets and Red Sox. Yeah. Let me guess. 86? Is that where it started? 86. Or? Well, I had a lot of friends mad at me in college watching <laughs> that game together. <laughs> See, I can watch 86 now. I can yeah, watch 2003. Yeah. Sure. I can watch... Um, I'm missing another heartbreak there uh, for the Red Sox. There are plenty of them throughout the years. But now... You know, the Red Sox have uh, done a lot of winning, not recently getting swept by the Cardinals yeah. over the weekend. Playing a little above their heads, but anyway, you know, it's easy to watch Red Sox games now. Um, and, of course, the Celtics look great with Jason Tatum, so we, we could go all day with sports. But yeah. uh, we bring in Ken Buchanan from the Batter's Box, uh, Route 6 in Columbia. Uh, how long has the Batter's Box been in business now? 22 years. All right, 22 years. Yeah, started in 01. Wow, so let's let's go back and uh, before way before the Batter's Box. And uh, I, I you grew up in this community, correct? Uh, well, I started in college here at Eastern. Also, you, you came to... This community uh, via college, so ECSU. Correct. Where did you grow up? Uh, kind of split. Born in New Jersey, uh, lived in the Virgin Islands for a while. The Virgin Islands, St. Croix. Now take us out. Uh, right. oh, so you're born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, correct. So about seven. So that's why you're a Mets yeah. fan, probably because in New yeah. Jersey. Oh okay. yeah. What part of New Jersey? Uh, well, born in uh, Ma- Long Branch. Okay. And my grandparents, who raised me, lived in uh, Leonardo. Okay. Which is a little beach town. Right, I grew. Uh, I spent some time in the Jersey Shore, living in Tom's River, so I'm sure. familiar with oh, Jersey. Sure. Okay, so how many years are you in Jersey, and what took you to the Virgin Islands? Yep, about seven years in New Jersey. Uh, my grandfather worked for Hess Oil, and uh, he got transferred to St. Croix, which at the time was the largest oil refiner in the world. Wow! And uh, we went, moved down there, lived in like a uh, employee like village that they had down there, where all the employees, the upper, you know, supervisors, management lived, and uh, oof, what a place! And that's back in the 70s. You still got a tan, too. When, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, yeah, I've got my sun roots from probably from then, right? <laughs> but uh, back then, I mean, you talk about a Virgin Island, you'd walk on the beach and the shells would just be sitting right there on the beach. Wow. You know, no tourism, really. I mean, very little. 
But. I've been on cruises. You know, I just came back from Marco Island, Florida, where they have uh, beautiful seashells as well. Sure. But I've never been to the Virgin Islands, yeah. and uh, it sounds amazing. Oh, my goodness. So, again, how many years were you down there? Uh, so I moved down there when I was about seven, and I believe around 13 or so, my father kind of wanted me uh, to come back. Uh, got his life established, so to speak, and uh, moved back up uh, with him. For a few years, didn't work out so well. So my grandparents kind of took me back under their wing, but at the time I was getting ready to go into college and uh, went to Ellington High School at the time oh. and then went to uh, Eastern. Now tell us about, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go back to, you're at Ellington High School. What other sure. colleges besides ECSU are you uh, looking into? Besides That was it. Just Eastern? Yeah, that was it. Was it a baseball it, thing? Uh, social, no, I did want to play baseball, and we had had some discussions Owl-Wadi? at the time. Yep, yep. And uh, I was looking sociology with a focus on criminal justice. And um, did try out for the team, had a couple injuries that first year. And unfortunately, and I kind of regret it, Kind of gave up on it. Really? And I still to this day. Were you an all-state uh, player at Ellington? Uh, all conference. I don't remember if I was all-state. I was captain of the team. What position? Uh, I played third base, which is kind of a funny story because I wasn't really a good true third baseman. Really? I was more of an outfielder. You weren't a Rafi Devers? But the outfield was kind of filled with some other guys that were already kind of established there. Okay. So kind of got stuck at third. Uh, would make some plays, but throwing arm was more for the outfield <laughs> so i had some issues with throwing sometimes i still remember that you can see where the batter's box comes into play later down the road yeah, that's right that's right so ellington eastern uh take us through you you uh, enroll at eastern and, yep. and what year so is this? that was uh, 84 uh in 88 finished and uh started applying to some police departments and it was like the perfect timing that when I finished that spring with Eastern uh, in the summer or so, I believe they started advertising for Willimantic Police Department. Because you were studying criminal justice. So right. you kind of wanted to go down that road of uh, oh, I did. being a police officer. Oh, all really, about being a cop. Oh, I really wanted to be a police officer. Yeah. In, in Willimantic, well, you just happened to, uh, I don't know time, how that worked. The Why? timing of it was they just were advertising, and here I was, and lived here in town, and, and uh, applied with uh, about 300 people for three positions and wow. got hired. Yeah. Now, what what uh, what other positions uh, were you applying for within the, the police department? The police officer, just, just patrolman, patrolman. And uh, so, how many years were you uh, with the Willamette Police Department? Well, I started in 1989 and hurt my knee. I don't. I'm trying to remember. Maybe five. Well, maybe a little more than that. Six, seven years down the road, perhaps hurt my knee a couple times. How'd you, how'd you hurt it? Oh, chasing, go, chasing oh, somebody. Really? Uh, the first time was someone uh, actually that robbed. The laundromat down on River Plaza. Wow. And, Can you uh, tell us a little story? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. So I was coming down High Street, got the description, saw the person matching the description exactly. So got out of the car, <clears throat> was talking to them. They, of course, were denying that they were down there. And um, at, that, at that point, more information was coming in. Uh, it was very, very obvious that's who it was. So he was starting to act a little nervous, like he was going to take off. He goes to run away. I grab him by his winter coat, which, of course, wasn't zipped up. So oh. I'm standing there with the coat. because. Oh. So now we run up High Street, and then we get up on the side of— That's uh, just you and him, right? It's just the two of us at that, time, at that point, yeah. So uh, got up onto the side of where Willie Brew is now. Wow. And uh, got him under control and got him handcuffed and had twisted my knee at that point. So it was just kind of hurting so a little bit. that's the night where the knee really went south. That was south. first time. First time. And then, of course, I never liked to be out of work. So I go get it checked out, but I don't take time off. 
like a week later, I think it was, got into a pursuit with a car that had no plates or something. A week out. later? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is back in 89. Oh, no, this is back in the 90s. So, well, the Manic was a little nuts for a while. Um, so we were chasing down Main Street, and they took off. Uh, and we, I wound up chasing him on foot all the way down. Well, a bad to, day. Well, yeah, but I was young and yeah. I loved the job. <laughs> I, I guess care. so. <laughs> I didn't care. So wound up tackling him down, uh, way down towards Chapman Street. Wow. And uh, at that point, it was it was hurting. It was pretty bad. So. So it gets worse then. It, it, and then, and again, how many years are you already been a cop at this point? This is oh, first... probably six or seven. Oh, so it's six, seven years in. Yep. Yep. And, uh, okay, so you get the knee checked out after these two uh, right. situations, after these two uh, incidents. Right. What's the doc saying? I'm some what's torn the... cartilage and stuff like that. So I had to have some surgery uh, at some point. I don't remember exactly how long after that. Um, you, like, what happens when a cop is hurt? Are you out of work for the, you to be out no, of work I don't for workers comp. Yeah. Workers comp for how long, probably? I don't remember. A couple of months, maybe, with a with a scope, some cartilage, or something like that. Maybe as far as full duty. Yeah. You know, maybe two months. So the knee eventually heals somewhat, and you're, you're back. It does, but it was very disappointing because it was never great after yeah. that. And even after I had four surgeries while I was still on the police department, and oh then had God. a fifth. What? After I retired. All the, all the for the knee? For oh sure, left knee. So now yeah. I've had six because now I have a total knee replacement. Wow. So. It was, and it just got progressively worse over over time. And we're talking about off the air how you just uh, you, you 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 reached the point where you're like, uh, I think you had to make a decision, or they made a decision the for town, you. Like, yeah, the town was talking to me about having to retire uh, yeah. with a disability pension, which I really didn't want to yeah. do because I really loved the job. And uh, so it kind of got in my head that you know if I'm going to have to retire at some point in the future, maybe this would be a good time to look, look into a baseball softball business that right. I've been thinking about for a long time. We will get to that. Ken Buchan from the Batters <laughs> Box is with us, Route Six in Columbia. Looking forward to hearing uh, how that started up. This is Hometown Threads on 14 WILI 95.3 FM and Willamette Today Facebook. Brought to you by Liberty Bank. Be community kind. So before we get into the start of the Batters Box. Um, I just want to keep, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the police situation. You were working in a time, and we, we addressed this a little off the air as well. Again, you started in 1989. It, it's, it, it's so tough to be a, a police officer or a cop these days. I, I can't imagine what's, you know, uh, it was, you, so you were totally in a different time period as far as mm. what, what's going on these days. Any thoughts on what sure. cops are dealing with these days? I mean, or, or it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, pretty sad. Yeah, and it's it's just, hard. I can't even imagine trying to stay motivated to go out there and, and stay busy and do things that you need to do to keep the community safe and to get certain people off the street. Yeah. It's, I don't understand what. I don't understand what the end game is, you know, for from political standpoints. Uh, we're not gonna, that's yeah. a whole other story. It is, it is. But uh, <laughs> back when you were on the police force, you really didn't have to worry about that, it seemed like. You know? No, you really felt, and, and I'll be honest with you, you really felt like there was a lot of support. I mean, well, yeah. and when you like did it's... your job, I mean, even the judges, I remember back in the day, would be like, you know, you did what? You know, or you fought with, you know, a police officer and... And they took it seriously, and it was uh, it was <laughs> not condoned. That's for sure. It's, it just seems like everything's you know split down the middle now. It's just it's, yep. it's weird. I just yeah, it's just got to got to be extremely tough to be a cop these days. All right, so let's get into uh, you eventually have to leave uh, the police force, and that is well, I know you opened the batter's box in two thousand one. Correct. But what year did you uh, leave the police force? Uh, I believe it was about a year and a half after that. 
Um, and that's when, again, the town came to me for a second time. Second time? The batter's box had already opened and took off right away, which was... Wait, the, uh, I'm sorry, the batter's box was already open? You, I opened it prior uh, to you, retiring. Oh, prior to retiring? Oh, sure. Oh, I didn't, okay. Yeah, so tell because us I wanted to make process. sure that it, it was stable you yeah, know, all before, you. I, before I made a decision to, to go. And it's always been in that same spot, it Route has. 6 in Columbia? Yeah. Because I remember, in fact, that was probably, I'm trying to think if I'm the one... Well, I-98, our sister station, uh, used to do live broadcast there. In fact, I was the guy who, sure. I wonder if I did that through the grand opening was, what, 2001, right? I want to say the first time you were there. Um, uh, I do. I might have been there in 2001. Yeah, I want to yeah. say that. And there was some interns that would come, I think. Yeah, it was always and... a, big, a big deal. I think I got in the cages there. <clears throat> yeah, yep. I got to get over there again one of these yeah, days. But, um, <laughs> yes. but so, okay, so you did get it going before you retire, which is a good move. You got it up and running. Right. Tell us about that process. Was that... And how did the batter, the idea of the batter's box pop into your head? And then you love well, sports. I always right. I always played a lot of baseball and softball. You know, younger and even uh, even back, you know, when I was in my twenties and thirties, played a lot of like serious softball and even some Twilight League baseball. And there wasn't a whole lot of stuff around here. You had to drive to Manchester if you wanted to use right. any indoor cages. It uh, used to be Grand Slam, which is no longer there. And uh, and also for equipment, you know, it was it was getting into that internet age where a lot of people were looking online. They saw these great deals on bats and gloves and some places, local places here, were a little more expensive. You know, you went to the mall and they didn't really have a whole great selection. And NASIS was probably still in business. This they point. were. So you kind of were, were up against them a little, right? We were. We were, and we, uh, and I still kind of remember, you know, no, no offense to Nassus because I was wow. a big customer of Nassus. <clears throat> Spent a lot of money there. And, um, they, them being a multi-sport store, yeah. you'd go in at certain times later in the year. Sure. They didn't have a whole lot of inventory because they were clearing it out for that next sport coming in, like a lot of big stores Good do. point, good point. Whereas we specialized in baseball and softball stuff, and I didn't mind having inventory all the time because it's not going to go to waste for the summer season or the fall season. That's so, right. So indirectly, it really didn't, because you just brought up a good point. Nassau was all year round skiing and, right. and hiking or whatever, tennis, and you guys just focused on baseball and softball. Correct. And they're really... There really was no other game in town for that. Right, right. Yeah. And then I still remember, as a matter of fact, I remember a specific story where someone would walk in, pick up a bat, and they'd say, oh, yeah, I just bought this bat at Nassau's. And they'd stop talking. And I'm like, what's the matter? And they're like, I spent $40 more than this. And I would be like, well, I hate to tell you, but it's also on sale. <laughs> <laughs> so when you beat somebody by $5, yeah. they might not tell anybody. But when you beat them by 40 or $50 on a baseball or softball bat, that's got to the be. word spread fast. So yeah. we have the largest inventory in Connecticut now. Are you serious? Yep. At the batter's for, box for baseball and softball equipment for Route Six and uh, batter's box Route Six in Columbia. So that is uh, wow. That's and I know when I, I actually I'm the one who still voices the commercials every now and then. Sure. It's um, you guys always stress. See, I remember this below internet prices, right. and that's one thing you guys have always. Uh, uh, you know, uh, prided yourselves on, sure. along with what? You know, I know you sell bats, gloves. What What are the we most... Marini, D- <clears throat> I'm thinking of gloves and stuff. What, name some of the... Well, Easton's a bat, right? Sure. A popular uh, bat. For bats, the most popular ones would be Easton, uh, Mizuno, uh, Rawlings, uh, Louisville, and D. Marini. Well, it's been a while since I picked up a bat, too, because I, I grew up playing sure. Little League, and then... Uh, and, and, and just... Oh, I can still hear. In fact, I just did the opening opening day ceremonies with Willamette Little League uh, over at Legion. Oh, I'm sorry, I did see that. Haddad Field. That's Moody right. Haddad Field. That's right. So, um, do they uh, do you help provide some of the bats for? We do the equipment for Willamette Little League. Willamette Little League. We do the equipment for most of the towns in the area. 
How about that? So Batters Box, the uh, you know the official uh, equipment headquarters for Willimantic Little League, and um, you said other schools sure. and stuff like that. Uh, other schools, other little leagues, uh, all the surrounding towns. So how many how many? It's been a while since I've been over there. Again, I got to get over there soon because I'm dying to get back. And every time I see a batting mm. cage, I'm like, I'm like, I got to pick up a bat. It's I probably should stretch first. I just turned 51. Well, um, I always tell all the customers we have band aids and we have ibuprofen behind the counter. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the ambulance gets there real fast if you if you pull something. Well, you got connections to that probably. Right. right. So, uh, what are the hours of the batter's box these days, and um, how many cages do you guys have? Tell, tell, so, tell our spring, we, our hours change throughout the year because the kids are in school, obviously, yeah. so there's no sense in a lot of times uh, of the year opening early. So, like right now, for example, on weekdays, we open at noon, we close at 8 p.m., and then on Saturday is 10 to 8, Sunday is 10 to 7. Nice. And the reason we open a little bit later in the morning on the weekends, sometimes people ask that, is because we do a lot of instruction uh, for hitting and pitching lessons. So we do our pitching lessons typically in the mornings before we open. So people will come in between like 8 and 10 to do pitching lessons if the weather is bad outside because we go right inside the big area where the cages are and do the lessons in there. Talk a little about that, the lessons, how big is your staff? Uh, I know you, you, you're probably doing some of the lessons, I would imagine. Right? I don't, actually, because don't. I'm too busy a lot of times with making sure that the, the, the store is staffed and making sometimes I have to work, you know, obviously behind the, the counter and also scheduling and things like that. So I can't guarantee that I could do some lessons. And, I, and I'm pretty good knowing that stuff, but the guys that I have are awesome. Now talk they're, talk they're a little awesome. about your instructors and, uh, and um, the staff over at the Batters. We always have at least two instructors available. Um, one of our big instructors has been around for a long time is Coach Mike Corona, who actually pitched at Eastern. Really? Sure. Oh, wait, wait. I know. Sure. What year? I think. Oh, was shoot. it one of the national championship teams? Um, I was afraid you were going to ask me. Well, no, I'm sorry. I said I'm that, that because he was. Uh, they didn't win the championship, but they were certainly very good. And Eastern's always had good teams. He's even, yeah. he's 40-something years old now. So, so he's a pitcher. Okay. He was a pitcher. So correct. you... you yeah, you got him in for an instructor. Uh, who else? Right. Any other? Uh, right. Uh, well, we have um, a younger guy. Uh, his name is Tim Hanlon, who pitched, a, or I'm sorry, played a little bit for, sorry, for Yukon uh, Avery Point. Okay. And he's done some camps and things like that. So it was a good younger guy to get in and start getting used to doing the instruction and stuff. And he's worked out really well just for hitting. He knows some pitching stuff, but he's not White is good with the mechanics and We're stuff. Gonna jump off the batter's box for a second because another thing we talked about uh, before the show started. Uh, a little, we always, I always have to kick back and uh, I, I think I talk more with the guests sometimes before and after the show. And poor Matt's like, can we get the show on the road here? You brought up UConn Avery Point. Talk a little about your son who had an inc uh, incredible, uh, who's put, uh, broke some records over at Bolton. And he's going to be attending UConn Avery Point. Tell us about your son. Is he, is he, is he just a basketball player or does he play baseball too? Don't even get me going about the baseball. He's Dad an unbelievable baseball player. Oh, okay. I figured so you didn't and play he baseball. Stop playing years and years ago. Why? Because he just loves basketball. Just loves basketball. Well, good for him. And, but, still. but you wouldn't even believe how good he is at baseball. It's to be honest with you, I think he's better. What's his name? Trevor. Trevor Buchanan. Correct. So he, um, you think I'm going to put you on the spot, Dad? You think Trevor is a better baseball player than basketball player, or? And he's a really good basketball player. He's a really good basketball player, too. But you think you'd give, you'd give the edge to baseball. If uh, I think overall, uh, it, it's close. But perfect example, when he was four years old, he used to hit in the 70-mile-per-hour batting cage. When he was how old? Four years old. 
Come on, 70 miles Four per hour? Four years old. The people would think... I want video proof of this. The people would think that he didn't switch the switch to slow-pitch softball, and they would tell him in line, oh, you forgot to flip the switch, and he would turn around at four years old and look at them and say, I want baseball. <laughs> That's like a Tiger Woods story when Tiger it, was a kid. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Wow. And he and still to this day, he won't touch a bat for months. He'll come into the batter's box, and he'll jump in the cage 70 mile an hour and just ripping line drives, ripping line drives. It drives me crazy. I was going to say. I and mean, he's an unbelievable outfielder. Oh, wow. Do you think the time will ever come where Trevor is going to go, I love basketball, but I kind of miss Do you think he kind of misses it? Or? He does kind of miss it. Uh, he didn't really want to play this year at Bolton because being a small school and knew that they weren't going to be so great at baseball this year, which is too bad because I think he could have helped them you know, wow. be even better. But basketball, I mean, I can't argue with him. I, I mean, he finished with 1,195 points 1100, for his high school. And that's a Bolton record? That's, uh, it was not a record oh. because of COVID. Because of COVID. Oh. And they only played 10 games that year. But and still. he would have surpassed, I believe he would have surpassed as long as he stayed healthy. So he's getting ready to go to UConn Avery Point. UConn Avery Point. So. And he'll start there in the in the fall? In the fall. And now his goal is uh, to play at UConn Avery Point. Maybe uh, this, what do you think his whole transfer portal too? Not to get way off the subject. <laughs> That's, it's, it's bigger and bigger every year. And it goes for any Division One, two, or three. Any yeah. sport. Yeah. These poor kids that are seniors now in high school. They, people don't get looked at as much as they do because the coaches have the ability to just bring in a wow. junior or a senior to fill the spots that they need instead of, you know, focusing on who to recruit as a, as a high school senior and then build up their program. You think Trevor is good enough to play D1? I, I don't think so, but I it would never say never because you see the stories, right? How tall is he? He's about six, two and a half. He, so he's he, a guard? Yeah. He's, he, yep, okay. shooting guard. Yeah, he's number two probably. So he stops into the batter's box every now and then? Sure. Helps you out? That's sure. great. Is that your only child? Uh, no, I have an older son, Carter, as well. Okay. Who is Carter was, uh, into sports? He was a good baseball player. He actually went to uh, Becker and yep. was doing some pitching at Becker College. Okay. And then the rumors were getting out that Becker College was closing. Oh. which did wind up being true. Oh. Uh, he went to Nichols, and he had some injuries with his neck or his shoulder and uh, just kind of faded off on, on the baseball side of it. But okay. he just graduated um, this past January. He had a couple extra classes that didn't transfer when he transferred, Great. so he had to finish What's up. What's he doing now? He is coaching. He loves coaching baseball, and he's coaching at a private uh, school up in Massachusetts, St. John's. Good for him. And he's also... Uh, doing some uh, some sub work for trying, getting ready to find a full-time job that fits the schedule so he can hopefully keep coaching. Closing minutes here with uh, Ken Buchanan from the Batters Box, uh, Batters Box Route 6 in Columbia. That's a question I want to ask you before we get ready to wrap things up. Did you ever consider coaching? You must have at some point. I did. I did. The hardest thing for me, like even with the Little Leagues, when everybody wanted me to coach, I couldn't make the commitment because that was the craziest time for the Batters Box. So oh, how do you how do you say okay I'll coach when things are nuts from February to April even May yeah because that's your spots. that's your hot season right Crazy. February to May sure and then of course you uh, sure. you uh, uh, the summertime is always a popular oh it stays super steady yeah, oh super, super steady and then it kind of what well, I want to say it never because you're open all year round right correct so okay what happens when the school comes back I mean uh, well the craziest thing are, I years and years ago I always said you know is it even worth being open like in November or December but we actually sell tons of stuff for the holidays Good. out of the store. We stock up on all the new equipment, bats and gloves, in November to get ready for Christmas. And even November, when you would think nothing is going on, we always have people in there. Always really? have people coming in. 
So you guys have grown and grown over the years. And um, in the, why don't you go ahead and shout? I know you just mentioned a few instructors. Go ahead and uh, give a shout out to the other people on your staff and uh, some of the other people that help that, that business sure. go. Well, we have full time uh, Jeff and uh, another part timer who's a uh, college student at Eastern Mason, who everybody does a great job. And I you know, appreciate them so much for what they do. You know, they're, they're a great place to work, to be honest with you. I never, never, ever say, oh, no, I got to go to work. I mean, it is. It is great. Seems like a fun job. I, I joke. I used to say, you know, as a police officer, I used to chase all the bad kids. Now all the nice kids come in and they hand me money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, congratulations. It's been uh, going strong since 2001. And as I say in the commercials, the batter's box below internet prices. <laughs> Route 6 in Columbia. Uh, keep it going. Congratulations on all the success. Thanks so much for having me. Is there anything else you'd like to push? Uh, one more thing about the batter's box. Anything you got? Any, any no, one, one thing I did want to mention, even when I was driving over here, is about how the funniest thing when you kind of connect my police officer job to working at the batter's box is all the people that I have come in these days, which is very, very refreshing to see that are maybe 40, 45, 50, even 55, 60 years old that remembered me as a police officer and they weren't so great back in the day and they've turned themselves around, they've got kids, they, it's really refreshing to see that when they come in. You know, you've just continued to trend how we've been wrapping up the show, right? J. Matt Rupar, it seems like we always end up on a very, uh, the guests have been on a great positive note to conclude the show and there you go, Ken just did it again. Uh, so you were, how high did you go, by the way, real quick? One last question. How high in the police force? Oh, I was a patrolman. Just a patrolman? Mm -hmm. So they called you Officer Buchanan? Correct. Okay. Former Officer Buchanan, fellow Celtic fan, uh, Kenny B., Ken Buchanan from the Batters Box, Route 6 in Columbia. Go down, check him out, say hello. Go Celtics, right? And the Mets. Yep. Which aren't doing so great. Yeah, but well, the same, same boat with the Red Sox. Thank <laughs> I you, <Ken>. know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great to see Ken Buchanan here on episode 23 of Hometown Threads on 14 WILI 95.3 FM and Willimantic Today Facebook. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. We'll see you next week.